Militarily Speaking, Episode 47, Warrior Bonfire Program. This episode, we talk with Mike Foss, Lieutenant Colonel, U.S. Army Retired, President of Warrior Bonfire Program. Welcome to Militarily Speaking, brought to you by Armed Forces Bank. I'm Tom McLean, and across from me is Jody Vickery, my co-host. I am the Regional Military Executive for Armed Forces Bank, and Jody is the Executive Vice President, Director of Military Consumer Lending. You know, it's a new year, Jody, and this is our first podcast of 2024. I know. We should change your title. Should we? What is your title? That's a, that's a good question, Tom. <laughs> Master of all. Right? It will work for food. Other duties as a sign. All other duties as a sign. Jack Whatever of all you trades. Do, you smile and gracefully accept the responsibility. Yes, yes. So we'll we'll move on from that hot potato. Should we get back to Mike? Yes. Again, okay. welcome to our show. We're excited to have you listening and learning about our guest, Mike, with the Warrior Bonfire Program. We do want to tell our audience just a little bit about you, Mike. So bear with us. You should know all of this, right. I hope. No surprises. <laughs> Mike Foss serves as the president of the Warrior Bonfire Program and was previously on the board of directors. As president, Mike oversees the vision and mission of the program. His responsibilities include oversight of all organization fundraising efforts, expenditures, hierarchy, and implementation of the organization's growth plan. Mike is certified in mental health first aid and has been trained to provide initial help to people experiencing problems such as depression, anxiety disorders, psychosis, and substance use disorders, through the National Council for Behavioral Health. Mike is a hey, retired. Well done so far. Thank you. Keep going. Thank you. I've been working on my reading skills. I appreciate, <laughs> appreciate that validation. Evelyn Wood. <laughs> Mike is a retired U.S. Army Lieutenant Colonel Engineer. Foss served as a squad leader and platoon sergeant, 132nd Engineer Battalion, platoon leader and executive officer, 4th Engineer Battalion, commander, 994th Engineer Company, Bailey Bridge, and the 409th Engineer Company, Executive Officer, 244th Engineer Battalion, Combat Heavy, Collection Manager G2 at the Army Space and Missile Defense Command, Commander 3 of the 361st TSBN, Deputy Commander 5th Armored Brigade, and Military Executive National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. I thought that word would get you. I sounded it out. I did that phonetically, and I think I nailed it. So welcome, Mike. It's an honor to have you on our show We're so thankful that you're with us. We'd love to just have you start by having you tell our audience a little bit about your organization at a macro level. Well, thank you so much, and thanks for having me, and it's it's an honor to be with you all. The Warrior Bonfire, it supports combat wounded veterans, Purple Heart recipients, and how we do that is, is our main program is our Bonfire Retreat, which is designed for six Purple Heart recipients, and then, a, and then a, an event leader. A lot of times that is that event leader is a Purple Heart as well. And what we do is we take them on recreational therapy-based events around the country. There's healing in the great outdoors. And so we take them out hunting, fishing, surfing, skiing, snowmobiling, golfing, caving, NASCAR experiences, just all sorts of outdoor activities. But what it's really designed to do is help build support communities, transform lives, and foster healing. And I use the word formal here that that 
is is not the right word, but I haven't came up with the best word. We do three <laughs> formal things on each bonfire retreat. First night, after everybody's settled in and had dinner, we sit around the kitchen table or you know out on the deck or wherever, and everybody tells their story. I've probably been on 50 or so bonfire retreats. Wow. And I have yet to not hear either thoughts of suicide or attempting and failing at suicide mm-hmm. on one of those on one of those conversations. The other thing that we we do is what we call a coping session. Guys sit around and talk about how they cope with things, whether that be post-traumatic stress, physical injury, traumatic brain injury, raising kids, you know, marital issues, whatever it is, and they talk about it. And the really the purpose of that is to share with others some ideas on how to cope. And it's really, it, it turned into a great conversation and every single one of them is different. And then the last thing we do, this, this, on the last night, we're your bonfire, we do a bonfire. Now, <laughs> to be honest with you, rarely is it really a bonfire. <laughs> Sometimes it's a, it's more of a campfire type right. of thing. But what we do is we retire a U.S. flag, but we do it a little differently. First of all, we use an old Boy Scout ceremony. And rather than retiring the flag whole, we prepare that flag, and there's a special way we do it. So everyone gets a red stripe, a white stripe, and a blue stripe. And as we go around, everyone puts each stripe in, in honor of a fallen comrade. A lot of times people will tell the story of that person, or sometimes the emotions are just too much and they can't say anything and they just put it in the fire. But it's what it's really designed for is two things. And in the first one we thought of right away, the second one we we just came across. The first thing is there's a lot of guys out there with survivor's guilt. And you know, my buddy should sh- sh- I should have gone, not my buddy. And so that honoring them helps them know that they got to keep on going yeah. for this guy. And then the other thing, and this is the one we didn't, you know, we just came across. We didn't think it was the thick of this. But so many of these, and I say guys, it's it's males and females. Guys is just the term I use. But so many of these guys were 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 wounded and medevaced out, lost a buddy in that same IED attack, firefighter, whatever it was, and they never had a chance to say goodbye. And so this gives them a chance to say goodbye. And this bonfire is is extremely healing, extremely emotional. But, you know, depending on the group, 10 minutes later, half an hour later, they're all, you know, jaw and jack in with each other again. Hmm. You know, they're back to, you know, you know, BS and, and all that kind of stuff. But it's a very healing thing. We just are, we just completed our 180 bonfire retreat a couple of weeks ago. We got one coming up here in another couple of weeks. And one of, one of the other programs that we've got that I'd like to tell you about is we call it Beyond the Bonfire. And it's really a leadership development program where we take purple hearts that want to give back. We, we, we give them the opportunity to go out and lead bonfire retreats. Yeah. 
Now there's training involved. There's an application procedure. There's references, all that kind of stuff. But it's turned into a really great program. And we also do spouses and couples retreats that follow this. Everything follows the same pattern. The storytelling, the coping, the outdoor activities, and the bonfire. How do you you determine where the bonfire will be held? Is it a geographic thing? Do you do things on a calendar or rotational basis? We have some things that we do every year. For instance, the first trip every year is our founder's deer hunt in, in, in Valley Park, Mississippi. A ski trip in Colorado is the next one coming up. And those two, there's a few that we do every year. But, but then we also get people that say, hey, I'd love to host one. Wow. I, got, yeah. I got a house and it's, you know, there's some activities you can do there. And we look into it and all that kind of stuff. So, so that's one way that we, we determine a place. Another is, you know, we just might come up with something. Mm. But I'll tell you a little story about a trip. And, and this was the most powerful trip that I've been on, plus the most fun. In 2020, during COVID, obviously our donations were way down, and 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 we say, oh, well, let's 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 do a social media campaign to get some donations, and we get a guy that donates ten bucks a month, and then he donates another half an hour, he donates another fifteen dollars a month, so it's twenty five bucks a month, and I just I call the guy up or email him. I don't know what what I did, but anyways, I started talking to him and he's a guy, he's a former army guy, went to West Point, served nine years in in active duty. He said, lived in Boston, says, Hey, I want to host a trip up here. And I got, and and he got his, his West Point roommate to help him out. And, and on this trip, we, you know, did a duck port tour of, of Boston Harbor. We, We got a tour on the USS Constitution, and the guys got to sleep on the USS oh, wow. Constitution. And there was a, we went to a Fenway Park for a Red Sox game, and it was Red Sox versus Yankees hmm. with playoff implications. There's an organization out there called the Suite for Harry's Heroes, and they did, they, Jim Beam has a dugout right next to the <laughs> Red Sox dugout. And they got that dugout from Jim Being, donated that to us, that which is like a $25,000 value. And we're watching a Yankees-Red Sox game at, you know, ground level. Very cool. And then we went down to Connecticut and they'd set up fishing in Long Island Sound. One of the guys, had his family had an apple orchard. We went and picked apples, and everybody thought, oh, this is going to be what fun is <laughs> And it was great. Yeah. But the coolest thing was they set up, Kevin, who was, was the roommate, is, is a Mohican Native American. And he set up going in the sweat lodge with the elder who runs the sweat lodge. And... I mean, it's such a moving experience, such a strong experience, such a tie to our bonfire ceremony, and we do it every year, and and just a just a powerful thing. And so that's how things come up. Uh, that's just one example. That's awesome. I think Tom's. I know I'm going to go to Fenway Park too. <laughs> well, I was thinking because I've never been there, but it's if it was during COVID, so it was probably a pretty sparse crowd, or was it? 
was it not that far? No, this this was the this was the fall of twenty twenty twenty, and things were opening up. Okay, and it was packed. It was packed. All right, so I need to get <laughs> Tom's trying really hard not to be jealous right I know, now. How do I how do I make this? <laughs> yeah. How do I go next time? <laughs> do you got a purple heart? You hmm. can't check that. I wouldn't no. recommend. I wouldn't <laughs> recommend going and getting a purple heart just so you can go. Yes, there's got to be it's, a different way, Tom. Uh, uh, <laughs> certainly not going to be in any retail establishment. So, so go back. Thank you for a lot of. You did a lot of great storytelling right there too. So I appreciate that, Mike. And we're going back to the mission of the organization, which is serving the needs of Purple Heart recipients. That so I'll take you back because you've been there about ten years, right, with the organization, Mike. So take us back to. So the early days with Dan Fordyce, and Dan Fordyce was the founder of the program. He served our country in the Army and the Mississippi National Guards. How did you make that connection with Dan? Well, Dan and I started our Army careers together at Fort Belvoir, Virginia. And like he, he, this is what he says. He <laughs> said, Fordyce, Foss, we were always right next to each other. And then he says, oh, I couldn't get rid of him. I just say that we, re- we became good friends and stayed friends. And when Dan founded the Warrior Bonfire, he asked me to be on the original board of directors. Nice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you mentioned it just a minute ago, the other retreats that are focused on the spouses and the couples. I, I know that just being a military spouse can take a toll. And I, I know it was difficult when... My husband and I were first married, and, and we weren't in an extreme situation by any stretch. I know some of my my friends that were also obviously spouses had it uh, kind of way worse than than we did. How how do you specifically reach reach the military spouse? What do you do specifically for couples at those retreats that bring them together and kind of give them some relief from from all that goes into putting stress on that relationship? Okay, well you're you're absolutely right it, it, about the spouses. The spouses, they suffer right along and, and they need outlets just, just as much as anybody else. Now, I'm not sure if this is fact or not, but I was told recently that we're one of only two organizations that serves spouses of Purple Hearts. But the way that how, how we get them to go is their spouse, their Purple Heart has had to have been on a a bonfire retreat before. Mm-hmm. And so then, then, then they go on the list and just like the, like the purple hearts, they got to register with us. And when they, when the bonfire spouses, we call them strong heart spouses trips, but when those come available, we put them on the website and they have to sign up for them just as much. And that, and the couples, it's the same way. It's, it, 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 it's gotta be the, the purple heart has gotta be one of the spouses and same thing signing up. But but it's all based on those same things. But what we've done that is part of the program is there's a series of books, the, the, the love language, mm-hmm. and there's one specifically for the military. Yep, and we yep. kind of use that as our curriculum. I don't know if that curriculum's not the right word, but right. I don't know. Yeah, no, I wouldn't know what you mean. I think I have that book. I was gonna ask you if you did too. I do. I yeah. think that's on my bookshelf. Mike, you've got a Really impressive list of board members and partners and donors that are out there in the website. You want to tell everybody what your website is, making sure that we get that in at least 17 times during our conversation <laughs> today? It is warriorbonfireprogram.org. Okay. Thank you. 
So Mike, tell us about your board members and your partners and your donors. You've got a pretty impressive list on your website. And so the, the overarching question is, what does it mean to become a partner and how do organizations find out more about you? Or I was looking at the list of companies that are engaged with you or support you. And I was telling Jody that we ought to prospect these for future podcast guests because Deploy Your Dress, Vehicles for Veterans, you've got some organizations out there that are also doing good work like you are. But talk about the board members or talk about the partnerships and donors that you have out there that have made a difference for you. Well, you know, our board members are kind of a variety of folks. Right. One of our board members is one of our Purple Hearts who was on Bonfire. I think he was on Bonfire number three, you know, and, and, you know, he's, he's progressed. I've had him on a Bonfire too, because we're we're not a one and done type of deal. Right. But, you know, we have board members that are former military people. We have board, we have board member that's a spouse of an active duty guy right still. He's still an active duty. We've got people that have supported us a lot of a lot some of our board members have supported us in the past and then we figured that these are people that we, that we would like as our board on our board mm-hmm. and it, it it's really a hodgepodge of a group of people and the good thing about it is is we have people on there that were that were in the military people a spouse that's husbands I'm going to say she's still in the military. We have people that have never been in the military. Mm-hmm. And, and so we get people from a different perspective. And I think that's what, what helps us. And then as far as our supporters and donors, it comes through all sorts of things, personal relationships, you, you know, recommend people recommending that somebody look at us. I'll tell you a, a story about a fundraiser we have every year here in Denver. Mm-hmm. It's called Vet Stock. And how this became is a guy, his son and my son were on both on youth football together. And then I ended up being the head coach of this youth football team. You know, I think Kyle was in second grade and Matt was in was a year older in third grade. And I and and he said he'd volunteer to help. And we just became good friends. And we do this thing called jamming at the bonfire and we do it in Jackson, Mississippi and in Denver where a band goes in and plays. And I called up Bob one day and say, Hey, I know you're in, the, you know, people in music, you know, anybody that would like to run that here in Denver. And he volu- got a f- group of people and volunteered and they play at the, in the lobby of the Denver VA hospital. And, and then he came up with this vet stock idea, which is a two two-day music festival in suburban Denver, and it's all to raise funds for the Warrior Bonfire. And and I'll tell you, it, it, and I do not want to get political, but I'm just going to, but I, and I'm not getting political. La, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> Go. But, but, but Bob couldn't be more opposite politically than I am. Mm. But we both love veterans, and so, and we can have conversations about politics and not get pissed off at each other. <laughs> That's a lost when, start anymore. Is, He's only, he's one in a few. Yeah, yeah. I, I truly believe that's most Americans, and that and that we we can we can get along and you know agree to disagree and all that stuff. But anyways, but that's how that one happened. 
there's all sorts of stories like that. And I could go on for, you know, an hour telling you different stories, but it's just people wanting to help. I was going to say jamming at the bonfire was was what I, I drew attention to that, right? Yeah. Tom's a big, I'm a big concert music, goer, big music. I've, I'm, I've been baseball. trying to go see Lieutenant Dan, <laughs> his band, trying to get concert venues and dates for that too. So if there's a Denver annual, if I can't go to Fenway Park, I'm going to Denver for the jam session. Okay. I think you should okay. go to Betstock. Betstock. Yeah. Betstock. Yeah. yeah. All right. Where your armed forces bank, this is who we are t shirt. Mike's gonna uninvite me though. Right. <laughs> and, and that's June eighth and ninth. There you go. He gave me the date. It's really the eleventh and twelfth. <laughs> he gave me the Yeah. <laughs> All the food trucks will be gone by then, but it'll be fine, Tom. It'll be empty, but you'll be there. Yeah. I wanna I wanna touch on something with you for just a minute. I think there's a lot of wisdom in in kind of the approach and you know, you, you talk about, I think I read uh, maybe on the website, you know, you could spend a full day with a certified therapist and, and go into a lot of detail around all of the things that are that are on your mind. And it, it may, may not hold a candle spending a day with some of your fellow veterans and people that have shared experiences. And I think there's so much to that. You know, you know, my husband's been retired for, I think, probably five or six years now. And to this day, they they still check in with each other. They still reach out when they know somebody's having a hard time and just say, Hey, are you, are you doing all right? You know, they just sort of have this spidey sense that something's going buddy. on. He got his battle buddies that he checks in with that they've been through it together. Can you try and explain that connection to people that haven't worn the uniform that may not get that and why, why that's such a big deal? Well, well, I'll start out with people that have been through trauma in their life, I've learned this over the years, can only truly open up to someone who's been through that same event, traumatic event. And I'm going to give you three examples. None of them have to do with anybody from the Warrior Bonfire Program. The first example, and this is a happy traumatic experience, mm -hmm. but a woman that goes through childbirth that's a traumatic event. She can only truly open up to another woman that's gone through childbirth. Right. I was in the room three times. I don't <laughs> truly get what my wife went through. Okay. And that's a happy traumatic event, but it's still traumatic. The second example I'll give you is my son, my youngest son. When Kyle was 18, there was a shooting at his school. Kyle was two classrooms away heard the gunfire, heard the Molotov cocktails go off, knew the girl that en ended up being murdered, knew the shooter who took his own life. He has never talked about that day to me, my wife, his big brother, or his big sister. Who has he talked to? Classmates, teachers, coaches, people that were in the building that went, that went through that event. And then the third one is a military one. And I guess I lied a little bit. Dan Fordyce, our founder, this came, he was involved in this. Dan used to conduct interviews of World War II veterans for the World War II Museum in New Orleans. And he was in, in, in 2016, he was interviewing a guy, Philip Cassio, from Greenwood, Mississippi. Philip had been in a B-17 bomber going over the English Channel. They got shot down, but they were able to land in the, in the channel and get out in lifeboats. They were captured by the Germans, and Philip spent 811 days 
in a Nazi POW camp. He told Dan that throughout his life, he would get nightmares. Nightmares, what we call post-traumatic stress today. Mm -hmm. And what he would do was call up one of his buddies that had been in the POW camp. Talk it through, nightmares go away. Then he tells Dan, and this is a 97-year-old man, 71 years after the war was over. He tells Dan that, I don't have anybody to talk to anymore. I get the nightmares almost every day. Mm. Okay? So that's where that connection, that being able to talk to someone that who truly gets it, okay? You know, it's not like... It's not like any other kind of trauma. You In combat, you're seeing and doing things that the average person can't understand. And it, and it gets to you. It, it can't not get to you. So right. you got, and you got to have, have a group. And I truly believe that that's the biggest thing we're doing is providing larger and larger support groups or community for these guys to reach out when their nightmares come. Yeah, I think that's that that's right and that's so important and I think to give the spouses a way to connect when they're frustrated because they want their spouse to talk to them about it because they want to be there for them and because of everything you just described they can't talk to each other about it, right? Right. So to get to give the spouses a forum to connect because they have that shared experience so important. So important. Like you've got about 30 operation sites around the country ranging from Florida to Mississippi to South Dakota to Texas to Montana to New Jersey, New Mexico. I might as well just say all 50 states, but it's <laughs> not all 50 states. But what typically takes place at those operation sites that you list on your website, Mike? You know, really, that's where the bonfires are. Okay. That, that's where we've conducted bonfires. We truly, we have, we have a staff of two and a quarter, one part-time and two full-time. And... I'm in Denver, one's in Birmingham, and one's in Atlanta. It's just where we live. Hmm. Well, you'll keep adding to that list, too, as you find other people that want to step up, volunteer, and host a bonfire. So that'll be pretty cool you to bet. add that. You bet. You, um, you served as, a, as an engineer, right? We talked earlier about you graduating from CGSC or going to CGSC in our backyard because we're right right close to Fort Leavenworth, which is our headquarters for our bank. There's some wonderful testimonials about you on LinkedIn. So I'm gonna I'm gonna make you feel good about yourself just for a moment. Okay, Mike? And it's you're somebody's got to do it. I know. <laughs> well this is my moment for you. You're a proven professional with a commitment to family. You have the highest moral fiber with unquestionable integrity. You have a natural leadership style. You improved combat readiness and took great pride in caring for the soldiers and families during deployments. So let's get behind. I, I thought that sounded like things that were said about me, don't you? And then, then I was like, oh, it's about Mike Foss. I don't know so, where that came from. I don't either. I, it was a cut and paste, I'm sure, you from somewhere write, you else. You can't write but, comments on your own profile. Tom. But talk, <laughs> well, you can't do that. So, with, so talk a little bit about your style, too, because it seemed like Again, you gravitated to this meeting up with Dan years ago, and it seems like you're a natural fit for this, and you enjoy what you do. You're passionate about what you do. And is there anything that you want to talk about that makes your style so successful, either organizationally speaking or just on a personal level? I could probably tell you all sorts of things on my style that make me not successful. But <laughs> we don't, we're we're running out of time. We I, should stop recording for that part, perhaps. I know, I know, edit. That would be a whole different podcast. <laughs> but in reality, I think 
that good leaders, whether that be in the military or on a sport coaches in a sports team or teachers or parents, mm-hmm. a good leader truly loves the people that they're leading. Okay. Now, I'm not saying that it's it, it, that some of them don't drive some of the people that you're leading don't drive you nuts, <laughs> but you love them all, you know. And this gives me an opportunity to continue to love them all. My career was in the army, and I love soldiers. Well, now I'm getting to love Marines and airmen and sailors, and but it, but it's a, it's it's just an opportunity to to care for a family. Like I said, in the Warrior Bonfire, we, we're not a one-and-done type of thing. If you need to get on a bonfire retreat, you sign up for a bonfire retreat. We have a group of people that calls and checks on folks at once a quarter. Bonfire leaders are call and check on the groups that they led. Sometimes that may be a, you know, we have a this group text. We get a bunch of them, and we're all on the group text from a bonfire retreat we did last summer in, in Minnesota. And these guys, at least once a week, they go and they're texting back and forth and it goes on all day. Now that drives me nuts because it's like, you know, and, I, and I'm the kind of guy that believes texting is for, you know, hey, I'm running late. Right. <laughs> but these guys carry on and that's, but that's how they stay connected. So it's good. And I, th- I just think that's how leadership is. You know, you, 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 like I say, I could come and tell you all sorts of stuff where I fail in leadership, but I think that, that, that loving who you serve is, w- whether that's in the private world or not, you know, is really the biggest thing. I think I've used this before on one of our episodes, right? If you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Yep. It's the same kind of concept that love the people with whom you're working or surrounded by on a regular basis and good things happen. You know, one of the greatest things about running a nonprofit, and I know people that run other nonprofits, and I'm not just talking in the veteran space, but in the veteran space, yes, I can have a crappy day and and start having a little self-pity party, right? (laughs) But then all I got to do is remember who I'm serving a lot of times when I get like that, I'll just call up one of the guys, say, hey, yeah, how are you doing? And it'll get me out of that that little self-pity party and out of that little funk. Yeah. Because uh, you're right. You, 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 it's, it's a servant leadership. Mm-hmm. You're serving others, whether that be in a, at, a, at a bank or at a nonprofit. Yep. Serving others. Perspective and context all the time. All the time. So we, we've covered a lot of ground, but I, I do want to make sure that if there's anything that we haven't thought to ask you that you think is really important that our audience hear about your organization, that we give you a chance to, to say that out loud before we, we wrap up our podcast today. I think the biggest thing about our organization is that everyone involved in it, whether it be board members, staff members, volunteers, donors, or our members. Now I call we call them members. There's not a fee to be a member. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't charge these guys anything. But all of us believe in what we're doing. All of us believe in helping those that were wounded in their service to us all. I think I hear that loud and clear in in your message. 
today and how you've talked about the organization. And I can't help but think that's true about the people that you've surrounded yourself with. Absolutely. Yep. I do want to say one more time, the the website, www.warriorbonfireprogram.org for people to reach out, get involved, donate. Host an event. Host an event. Yeah. Definitely. If you have just another second, I do want to have you hang with us. We want to, Tom, it's time. Is it time for the, is it time? Hey, Mike, you still with us? I am here. Okay. Yes. He went we, quiet we, for I just don't think a he second. wanted to play our game, did <laughs> I know, he? No, I thought, oh, he knows what's coming. He's no, about I'm to just, hang up. He's the, about to hang I'm up just on curious. us. curious. Military oh, yeah. minute. Right? It's curious, afraid, pick Favorite your word. game show of the, of the week. I know. It's very exciting. <laughs> well, it means we have no life, but it's very exciting <laughs> for us, Mike. So last episode, we had a guest on from the AFCPE, and our military minute question was, what is the name of the program offered by the Uniform Services that combines elements of the legacy retirement system with benefits similar to those offered in many civilian 401k plans? So if Does you Mike are, know? Do you know that, Mike? Not to put you on the spot, but kind of to put you on the spot. <laughs> if you don't. Uh, it- TSP? Ooh, close. No, it is, a, it is an acronym because everything with the military, it's, of course, an acronym. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But if if you are in our audience and you answered Blended Retirement System or BRS when we dropped that podcast, watch for us to post your name as the lucky recipient for our $50 for yourself and $50 for a charity of your choice. And could this, be Warrior Bonfire Program. It could be Warrior Bonfire Program, yeah. definitely. This week's Military Minute, you might know this one, Mike, but you're not Mike, allowed to answer, answer, so don't, don't give don't it away. Say anything. What was the original name of the Purple Heart? So consult Google, consult you know whatever answer, you, I, I know the answer because it's on my piece of paper in front of me, but I did not oh, know I the answer. I put it on there, didn't I? <laughs> yes. So if you know the answer, when this podcast hits, make sure that you comment your, your guess, your informed answer, as it were, and then we will let you know next episode Google. and you too could be eligible to win $50 for yourself or $50 for a charity of your choice, which could be Warrior Bonfire Program. And Mike, we just want to say thank you so much for joining us today and spending spending an hour or so with us and telling us and more importantly, our audience all about your organization, the great work that you do. I hear it in your voice that you love, love the mission that you're, you're fulfilling every day. And we're lucky to, lucky to spend the time with you. It's my, my pleasure. And thanks so much for having me. Thank you for all you guys do. You're very welcome. Right back at you. If you enjoyed today's episode, go out to AF Bank dot com and subscribe to the show also make sure to rate us or leave us a comment good bad or ugly about jody on your favorite (laughs) podcast platform such as apple podcasts spotify and youtube we are out on youtube now so appreciate again all that you do and thank you for your service yes pleasure thank you guys thanks so much Copyright 2022 Armed Forces Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. All non-Armed Forces Bank owned apps, websites, company names, and product names are trademarks or registered trademarks of their respective owners. Their mention does not imply any affiliation with or endorsement by Armed Forces Bank of them or their products and services. They are merely used as examples of the many available apps, companies, and websites that offer similar services. Before using any app or website, you should carefully review the terms of use, data collection, and privacy policy. Apps may have an initial cost or in-application purchase features. This information is general in nature and is not intended to be legal, tax, or financial advice. Although Armed Forces Bank believes this information to be accurate, it cannot ensure that it could change. Statements or opinions of individuals referenced 
herein are their own, not Armed Forces Bank. Consult an appropriate professional concerning your specific situation and respective governing bodies for applicable laws, such as IRS.gov for current tax law, Armed Forces Bank, the Armed Forces Bank logo, and the Militarily Speaking logo are registered trademarks of Armed Forces Bank.